Happy 7th of July, gamers, and welcome to the Goose Egg Sports Podcast, the only podcast in the world that's actually two podcasts standing on top of each other wearing an oversized trench coat. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like Mr. Adult Man on BoJack Horseman. Exactly. I'm Matt. I'm wearing my green chore jacket, which means it's a podcast day, and I am the last true KD defender, and I'm joined by the best co-host in the world, Jared, a.k.a. the Notorious KOC. Yes. Big KOC fan. I heard that on Twitter, and I was like, oh. I mean, it fits perfectly. It's perfect, because he's so notorious. He is notorious. He looks like a chiropractor. Right. <laughs> he looks like he'd be at home in a polo and khakis. He could definitely pull off a polo and khakis. I'm sure he will at some point. Well, no, well, no. He'll be coaching for the next 30 years, so. Oh, yeah, but you can wear a polo and khakis on the sideline. The NFL dress code for head coaches is so slack. I wish they would tighten it up a little bit, honestly. You want suits? I liked the days when coaches wore suits on the sidelines, and I wish the NBA would bring it back. But since the bubble, they've gone way more relaxed with it. I like the NBA look. Yeah. I think that's a nice casual look. NFL is kind of weird. Looks like pajama pants. I think they need to wear, at least dress up a little bit. Like, I'm I, fine. Not at all. I, well, I don't love like Belichick going out there in a cutoff hoodie. I mean, but, you're the head coach. But you know why he does that? Because of fuck, he's a fuck you attitude guy. Well, you said he would wear like. Uh, like suits or whatever and a tie. Oh, but because they're not allowed to? Right. Because they have to wear team apparel. Exactly. So that's why he's like, he dresses like shit. Okay, I respect that then. I thought he was just doing it. It's the reverse of what you think. Okay, yeah, that is. I respect him a lot more for that now Mm -hmm. because I thought he was just doing it to be, fuck you, I'm so smart. I don't care about how I look. Well, he got the fuck you part right. Yeah, but it's to the league. Right, exactly. Okay, I love that. Hell yeah, that's (laughs) great news for me. That just made my day. Yeah, I'm a Belichick fan now. I am a Belichick fan. I'm coming, starting to come around on that Bill Belichick guy. Belichick's um, got drip. He does <laughs> drip Belichick. <laughs> uh, Bella drip. I can't make it work. Ooh. Anyways, uh, let's dive into the NBA a little bit before we go back to the NFL. The Brooklyn Nets, since we've talked last, uh, they're kind of a shit show. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I, who do you blame for all of this? Steve Nash for doing TikToks. Did you see that one? <laughs> yeah. I kind of love that. I love it when they're just like out there doing like blinded by the light dances while their whole team is in disarray. I mean, yeah. What else is he supposed to do? Exactly. He's, yeah. he's supposed to be like knocking on KD's door, begging him to stay. Yeah. He's going to play it hard to get like, oh, this doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like, what, what? I don't even have ESPN on. What's going on? It's that it's that one meme where that dog's in the house. House is on fire. Like, this is fine. Oh, yeah. So but he's Steve just Nash dancing with his daughter. Mm-hmm. He's dancing in the fire. Yeah. Do you actually think Steve Nash is to blame? Or are you more of a like blame Kyrie guy? Yeah, I don't know. It's but, hard not yeah. to point a few fingers at Kyrie. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think this is all on the organization at this point. Yeah. And it's hard to predict Kyrie and KD. NBA makes no sense. So, yeah, I. To me, I just think the ownership, they played hardball with Kyrie and they thought they just kind of assumed KD would be fine with Kyrie potentially leaving and him being left by himself. And he's obviously not fine with that. He didn't love how the organization is treating its star players and now he wants out. Mm-hmm. And did you hear the quote or the report from Brian Windhorse about the owner, Joe Sy? No, I didn't. He, he said, Joe Sy would rather have a team that plays hard, that he's proud to own, that wins 40 games than have a team that has way more talent, but he's not proud to be a part of. What kind of guy is Joe Sy? Now, what <laughs> now? What does this mean? <laughs> Shout out Brian Windhorst for putting on an absolute <laughs> clinic on first take with all the D-teamers. He definitely just watched the new Batman movie, and he's just channeling the Riddler. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, do, he's taking improv <laughs> classes. He's doing all that. He's ready to pivot. Because once LeBron's gone, that's how he made his whole career, was he followed LeBron like from being a high schooler. Mm-hmm. And he knows that... Like, that that uh that ship is sailing that ship is starting to sail so he's got to start doing some new things so he's pivoting into dramatic acting i I like the new gimmick it's better than following lebron gimmick oh absolutely so so far it's working really well i mean yeah he was probably the most loved person on twitter this last weekend it was funny it was very weird to watch i saw the clip of it i was just like what is happening all of twitter this last weekend and i was on it a ton because it's nba free agency it was that and then the usher meme the, oh, yeah, like yeah. watch this one mm-hmm. i swear is every tweet was just one of those two things <laughs> right yeah so, shout out windhorse but i don't know i've never heard an owner say they would rather have a team that plays hard that he's proud to own that wins 40 games than a super talented team yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense that's literally like the memes of like raise the gas prices i want to grind harder <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> yeah that's like in the flesh. he's the first owner to have that dog in him basically yeah i it's yeah, he's he's trying he doesn't actually believe that. He's just saying that. Exactly. Yeah. It's an optics thing. Mm-hmm. Um the interesting thing about all of this is Durant doesn't have a no trade clause, so they could send him wherever the fuck they want to. Oh. And I honestly think with the way this if the owner if this report is true about the owner, I think they're gonna 
they might like fuck him over a little bit. Like I don't think they'll care if they send him to the Thunder or something like that. Or like the Magic. Yeah, because I think I think Josiah is probably like hanging out with his rich buddies or whatever. And they're saying like, "Damn, you're letting Kyrie and Katie push you around. Couldn't be me." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh yeah, watch this," because they have no assets. They traded all their picks to get James Harden. Right. James Harden is now gone. They like they if they're gonna lose Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they need to rebuild. So they need to go with the best offer. Right. Yeah. But then there's also on the same side. You're not going to be the person who sends KD to like the Magic or the Kings because then what other superstar is going to want to go play for the Nets? Exactly. And what kind of capital do them? Unless picks, but I'd probably be I think it would just be picks. Rounders. I think they're going to have to get a third and a fourth team involved to make yeah. this trade work. It's going to be like a Rudy Gobert trade almost. Kind of. But it has to be like five first round picks. If five it's first be round a picks. Team like that. I know they, they're, they've said they want players over picks right now because I think they think they can compete with Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah because i know i think donovan mitchell might be a possibility because the jazz are clearly doing some sort of rebuild mm-hmm. i think something like that um if the, he does end up going to the suns they could get something like a deandre ayton i don't think they'll get a devin booker no i think booker's off the table yeah i mean trade. he just re- yeah he just resigned from huge deal mm-hmm. um for Kyrie, i don't think they're gonna cater to him at all yeah. I, I think they're gonna I think they're going to trade him anywhere but the Lakers at this point. <laughs> but the Lakers are the only ones who have expressed interest at all. No other team in the league has expressed interest reportedly except for the Lakers. And is and Kyrie and LeBron are good. I think we said that before, right? Yeah, apparently LeBron's pushing hard for this deal to happen. Okay, interesting. So I think Westbrook would be included in that. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they throw Anthony Davis in it. I think it's weird because they're both, Anthony Davis and Kyrie are both kind of undependable, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd rather at this point go with Kyrie. I don't know. Who do you think is peaked more, Kyrie or Anthony Davis? Probably Anthony Davis. I, thought, I think so, I think too. I'd go with Kyrie. I think I would, too. I think Kyrie was the best on-court duo LeBron's ever had. Right. Like, the best complimentary style. And Kyrie, like, he, he does get injured a, a little bit, but he when he played with LeBron, he was never injured. That was the one stretch in his career he wasn't injured. Yeah, and the reason they won the title that one year was because of Kyrie. Absolutely. And I mean, obviously LeBron too, but Kyrie would definitely put him over the edge. Yeah, definitely. And that was the one time in Kyrie's career where he was the most like mentally available as well. Like he played with Coach K. He was kind of undependable. He played in Boston. He's played in like great organizations, but LeBron was the one person who mm-hmm. kind of got Kyrie to like figure it out, I guess. Yeah, for Kyrie, LA is the best fit for sure. Because he wants to be like Kobe Jr. too. Uh, a lot of these players do these days mm-hmm. so i think he would go to, and that's why i think he wants to go to la because mm-hmm. Kyrie has apparently expressed he wants to go to la as well yeah that's probably the best spot honestly yeah what do you think are some realistic options for durant a sons i think is one of them i do too but i think they'd have to sell the farm i think chris paul would maybe even have to be included yeah i think chris paul would have to would be have to be part of that deal yep i think it'd be chris paul deandre ayton and like every pick in the book <sighs> Yeah, I could is see. That, is, and then is that even worth it for the Suns to do all that shit? Exactly, because you're already like the, one of the best teams in the West. You just got to get over that slight hump that they can't. Yeah, get over. And, and does Kevin Durant do that, or are you smarter to go out and just get some role players like Seth Curry type of players? Honestly, that is probably the better option for the Suns. I know, but then you just then like I think the PR team gets in your head a little bit, like the marketing team. Like it would be like think about how many more tickets we'd sell if it was Kevin Durant. Yeah, stuff like that. I think, and just like buying into the hype. I think a lot of teams suffer from that too. The, the Suns need kind of like an Andrew Wiggins type yeah, of a role player. Absolutely. Kind of like slightly starish type of player. And I don't know if Durant's the best option for the mm-hmm. Suns, but it sounds like Durant also wants to go to Phoenix. Phoenix and Miami were his two choices. I think Miami's off the table because I don't think Miami, I think Miami would have to sell the farm to get him. Right. It'd probably be like Tyler Hero would probably be in that trade. Oh, yeah. Tyler Hero is the first one offered in that <laughs> Sorry. trade. Sorry. He missed Kyle Lowry, they would beg to get rid of. Yeah. Um, I think right now the two top two choices that I think in terms of realistic are the Raptors and the Pelicans. Yeah. I think the Raptors have a lot of good assets. I think apparently they were Durant's favorite team growing up. A lot of like Raptors fans have dug up clips of him saying the Raptors were his favorite team growing up. Oh, really? Because Vince Carter was his favorite player, I guess. Hmm. So I think that's interesting. They kind of have a good core around them. They were just in the finals three years ago. Mm -hmm. Nick Nurse is a really good coach, I think. Yep. And the Pelicans, I think they have probably the most assets besides like the Thunder in the entire league. You could sell you could get rid of Brandon Ingram, you get rid of everyone but Zion and CJ McCollum. That's a big three right there. Yeah, I like that. 
And I think David Griffin's got the balls to do it. It's just, it would be so weird seeing him play in New Orleans. That just New Orleans. The Pelicans have like the worst branding uniforms. I hate it. I do too. There's nothing exciting about the New Orleans Pelicans. When they were the Hornets, they at least had some sort of pizzazz. But yeah, I've I've been to their stadium. The Smoothie King Center doesn't do anything for me. (laughs) Did you get a smoothie? I did. (laughs) Smoothie King Center, New Orleans Pelicans. You're like, one in Rome, I have to get a smoothie. Oh, yeah. It was mid. It wasn't even great. (laughs) So, Smoothie Center, New Orleans Pelicans. They they got, like, the most exciting player in the last 25 years, and he's disappeared. Right. They're just, their colors, there's nothing exciting about the New Orleans Pelicans. No offense to WNBA, but it sounds like a WNBA team. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It just just, doesn't have that. It, or it feels like that team, like in Madden, when you when our team randomly gets yeah. relocated in franchise mode, <laughs> they become like the London Pelicans or something like that. Yeah, and it's just like really basic uniforms. You don't love the colors, but Madden forces you to have. That yeah, exact, like <laughs> even though you just scheme. won like three Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, you're just bored. You're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll move to New Orleans and be the Pelicans. It's, it's just so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the most interesting thing is if you accommodate KD, like just so you still like are in good graces with the rest of the superstars in the league. Or at this point, it's fuck KD. Send them wherever you get the best bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't really know. But yeah, uh, I think I think the Heat is also a good fit, too. It would be a really good fit. The Celtics would maybe work, too. The Celtics have so much depth, but I don't think the Celtics need to. Like, that's the thing. A lot of these teams, I don't think, need to go out and get KD. Yeah. Do you think teams are starting to realize, like, well, we don't really need a big three. We just need like a lot of good role players. You I think, think so. You think the tide is kind of shifting? I think it is a little bit. I think we're realizing it's not worth it to overpay for these superstars. I mean, the Nets have learned that, mm-hmm. certainly. Like when you overpay for these superstars who might just end up leaving you in a few years, the Lakers are feeling that right now. Yeah. Like when LeBron leaves, they're absolutely fucked. Yeah, like there's just too many egos in the room. Too many egos in the room. You're too dependent on two or three players. Yeah. they Super teams never really last more than three or four years anymore. It's very, it's very much a flash in the pan. That's why it's such a miracle that Golden State has worked. Mm-hmm. I also speak, I don't think Golden State's out of the running. I would not be God, surprised if he, if he went back to Golden State. I really hope That, that I think, happen. is the worst timeline probably. Yeah. But I think it's pretty possible. <laughs> Apparently, they've expressed interest. No. <laughs> That would also just be the most random fucking thing ever. Yeah. That would be the worst possible. The amount of Thanos memes that would get posted (laughs) if that was the case. Yeah. And just in all regards, the you could not live with your own failure. Where does that bring you back to me? The Infinity Stones one. Just way too many Thanos memes. The Infinity Stones are just like championship rings. Exactly. Yeah. The memes write themselves. Yeah. And then in terms of Kyrie, I don't think anyone's going to bite on him. I honestly think he's just going to sit out this year, collect his check, just be a free agent next year. Kind of do the Ben Simmons thing. I think so. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Could you, I could see Kyrie going to like Machu Picchu and meditating for a year and just getting his 37 million. <laughs> he opted into his player deal. Yeah. Where's uh, Machu Picchu? Uh, Peru, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's definitely a South America type situation. Why'd that pop in your head? I don't know. I just see him going to the mountains or going like, just as far away from Brooklyn as possible. Yeah, and get it like an Aaron Rodgers tattoo. Dude, how, what did you think of that? I kind of, honestly, I kind of like it. Really? I kind of liked it, yeah. It's that kinda, surprises me. It's kind of sick, to be honest. Yeah, it's in Peru. It's it's not on his throwing arm. It's on his left arm. Oh, good, good, good. So, yeah, he's not going to fuck up his mechanics or anything like that. But that would be sick if it was on his throwing arm, because just think of the, how cool the fat heads would be. That would be really cool. That would be sick. I thought it was a bit aggressive for a first tattoo, to be honest. <laughs> Like You're that's not wrong. That's a very intricate first tattoo. Very high quality tattoo too. I'm sure. I'm sure he went to the best of the best. Or his new witch girlfriend did yeah. it for him. It's probably like one of those like needle tattoos he got. Yeah, he's not afraid of needles after all. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought? Huh. That's funny, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Hope you got that one cleaned up. Uh, and then the other NBA news, real quick. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. What were your thoughts on the Go Bear trade? I liked it. I do too. It's a lot of, I mean, they get rid of a lot of picks, but I think Gobert and Cat will play well together. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Cat can more focus on offense and Gobert can be just the defender and yeah. paint. So I think it's a nice dynamic. Yeah. And I think picks, I think just in general, we overvalue picks in like drafts, in, in trades. Mm-hmm. I think picks, I mean, they're probably a, what, a 50% chance of working in the NFL. NBA, it's probably like a 25% yeah, chance. Yeah, it's very low. And I don't know, we keep saying 
the Timberwolves need to eventually go all in with this core. I think they're doing that. Yeah. They asked about Kevin Durant and they didn't want to give up Anthony Edwards or Cat, which I get at this point. Do we have Kevin Durant? Yeah. Well, you need to get rid of Ant. No, I just want to give up Jaden McDaniels. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Huh? Um, and I enjoy the fact that they're trying to be different because the one thing that I've, we've talked about this on this podcast before, but I think it's missing in the NBA is like teams with identities, mm-hmm. like unique identities. Right now, it's just everyone has a center who gets the rebounds and everyone else shoots threes. Right. I think it's interesting now they're going to bring back like the Twin Towers era right. of basketball. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Like this lineup in the 90s would probably be an elite NBA team, in, like like a one seed. Insane NBA jam lineup too. Oh, yeah. Yes, I think they're going to win a lot of regular season games. I think they'll probably be like a fourth seed or better. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that too, like a third, fourth seed around. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it works come playoff time. Because like if they get matched up with the Warriors, that might be a little tricky. Mm -hmm. Like a small team that could run past them. But maybe they can use their strength against like other, because that'll be other teams' weaknesses. No one's going to have as much size as them in the West. And theoretically, you'd think they get just... A bunch of rebounds, even ideally. Rebounds, yeah. If they don't, they got a fucking problem. <laughs> they definitely have to play the rebound game. To yeah, win games. Yeah, they cannot get out rebounded. <laughs> that's no, for sure. That would be embarrassing. If they could find some one other shooter in there somewhere, mm-hmm. again, like a Seth Curry or like a Danny Green, that would be huge for the team. So they don't really have a great because Cat is still their best three point shooter. Yeah, which is tough. Yeah, but I I think now he'll be more freed out to go like hang out around the arc and stuff like that, which will be really interesting. I I think it's good. When teams accept players for what they are and don't try and change players Mm -hmm. and rather build around that. Right. Like, so I think that'll work out really well. They're letting Cat do what he does best and not forcing him to be a true center, which he probably isn't great at. Yeah. And then, like, Utah is like, it's pretty much a full rebuild now. I mean, fucking Brian Windhorst warned us. He was right. (laughs) What's going on in Utah? There's apparently they're going to try and rebuild around Donovan Mitchell, but I think that's dumb at this point. I think just blow it up completely. Yeah, and Mitchell's a good player. I just, I don't know if he's the one. No, I mean, they, second. I mean, they've had him on a great team for the past three years and they never got past the second round. So, mm-hmm. yeah, got to do something different. Yeah. I so, agree. Dwayne Wade in ownership, figure that one out. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, only quick thing of NFL news before we get to the other topics uh, Baker Mayfield was finally traded yesterday. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, the Panthers play the Browns week one. Who, yeah. who who you got winning? Is uh, Baker going to even start? I assume no. so. You don't think? No, I think Darnold starts. Really? You think start off with Darnold, just see what's left in the tank, and then go to Baker? Yeah, I think kind of do the rookie approach with Baker. Treat okay. Him like a rookie almost. So like, if Darnold starts playing like shitty week three, I think give Baker a shot. Interesting, because they're both on like that last year of their contract. Yeah, but I think Darnold has seniority in the organization. Who do you think's better, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield? Fuck, that's a tough one. <laughs> Baker with a healthy shoulder is better. I I think so too. But we just don't know how well he'll throw this year because he was missing a ton of throws last year. His whole mechanics got fucked up with that sling, and he just plays way too aggressive. Yep, that he. Th- my favorite tweet of all time is someone said Baker Mayfield pumps to open receivers. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of does. He, oh yeah. yeah, he pump fakes a lot. He does. Um, do you think? this type of offense fits him better because it's kind of similar to the Browns. Like he's going to have mm-hmm. a really good running back to lean on. Yeah. Not great receivers. I got DJ Moore and Robbie. Robbie Anderson. Anderson. I mean, that's decent. It is, but that's what the kind of the Brown situation too. That's true. That's true. I think it's slightly better than the Browns. Yeah. It's more West coast than the Browns, which mm-hmm. was kind of closer to like what Freddie kitchens was running. Right. And Baker had a decent year doing that. And then a terrible year doing that. And, he, and Baker will have the best safety net in the league with McCaffrey. If oh, yeah. especially if it's if he does play those first few weeks, right? So I he's mean, getting prime like fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey. Oh God, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, having that helps a lot because I mean, yeah, it's just like the dump off passes will help. Hopefully, Baker will find the open man and just you know if play within the offense, play within the offense, dump it to McCaffrey, have him make a play. Yeah, I, I am excited for Baker in the aspect that he finally gets to actually be an underdog again. Oh, God, the biggest Ever, chip on his shoulder. Yeah, because since he since he was the first overall pick, the whole underdog shtick doesn't really work anymore. Like no one's doubting you when you're the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. But now he has a reason to actually feel doubted again. Doubted again. Like when he's going from the airport from Cleveland to Charlotte, uh, they're going to have to 
check his luggage for the chip on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. How hard do you think he worked out yesterday? Oh, God, yeah. Like, how insane do you think he went in whatever <laughs> gym he was in? <laughs> the stereo just booted up to the max. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He already switched to all Carolina gear. He's got a blue headband and everything. Yeah. He's going to look sick in a blue headband. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> The Panthers also are one of those teams. I think Cam Newton's the only one who made the Panthers look cool. Yeah, because like Jake Alom, he's a good quarterback, but he was kind of a kind of a nerd. Yeah, Darnold's um, the same. Darnold, Teddy, even Teddy wasn't that cool. Yeah, you think? Yeah, it doesn't. You think with having black and blue, it would look cooler, but it just doesn't really work. I, and I think it's because maybe because they play all the games at noon too. Yeah, and their stadium's kind of basic. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like the coolest thing about him is that Steph Curry is a fan, and they have the drum. Yeah, <laughs> Steph Curry looks better in uniform than all of them. He really does. Like when he, <laughs> I was doing, I was looking at the Panthers for this woulda, coulda, shoulda bowl, and I found video of Steph like hitting the drum yep, for I the Super that. Bowl. He looked better in the uniform than everyone but Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just don't. Yeah, and football jerseys look weird when you don't have pads on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just if you put white dudes in those uniforms, they just don't look right. <laughs> no, they yeah. really don't. It yeah. just looks like arena football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I don't know. It doesn't look quite right. Yeah, not really you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um I'm excited to see I think Baker will play week 1 because I think they've already done the Darnold thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they want to give Baker that opportunity because if you're going to get the best version of Baker Mayfield, you're going to get him week 1 versus the team that just slighted him. Mm-hmm. So and I honestly think if he played, they would beat the Browns. Cuz it's looking, yeah. I think it'll be a Jacoby Brissett starting situation. And I think that'd be the most Browns thing ever. Revenge game. Oh, yeah. Huge revenge In game. Carolina, too. In That'll Carolina. be the biggest game of the Panthers season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I uh, can't see anything else being bigger than that. No, it'll be the week one for sure. Mm-hmm. And Do you think they flex it? <laughs> to what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Saturday morning? <laughs> Saturday. That'd be sick, though. That would be, no, it'll be a basic-ass noon game. They'll have probably charles davis on the call (laughs) (laughs) yeah just the madden announcers (laughs) pretty much it'll be a very basic game but i think the panthers would probably be favored right now it all depends on deshaun watson obviously that's such a huge question mark yeah but we gotta assume he's gonna be suspended week one i hope so yeah if if not there's some problems (laughs) you're gonna suspend it for one week for preseason only (laughs) (laughs) yeah you 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 can't dress for the preseason but you can stay on the sideline you're suspended oh so, yeah, I think the Panthers will be favored by, like, three and a half or so. But they, that Browns defense is still so good. Yeah, it's stacked. And that Panthers O-line is not superb. Yep, and then Chubb and Hunt are coming back. Yeah. So, yeah. Oof. Who's the Browns backup? I don't even fucking know. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, it is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's so, I think best. he'll – yeah, he's actually pretty good fill-in. So, they'll have a chance. Right. But. And, and then another note on the Panthers, like, they still have Matt Coral too. They do. So Golden like, boy. So, he could be a good quarterback. Third rounder, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Panthers are in kind of that. They're going to try them all this year. <laughs> they're going to probably have three. Which I don't hate. No, I agree. And if Coral turns out to be good, like that's a great problem to have for the Panthers. Is Matt Rule just going to keep getting more rebuild years? Because they've been in this rebuild mode for a <laughs> long time. He's doing it right, though. Like, hey, I got a new quarterback. Give me one more year. That is the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm, if yeah. I was a coach who was like losing games, I would put a new quarterback in every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just traded for this new guy. Yeah, I'd be calling guy. up Brett Favre. I'd be calling up everyone. <laughs> yeah. All right. This week, I'm going to try to go to get Favre this week. I do. I put a fucking ad in the radio. <laughs> just say, you want to play quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? And have you made at least Ninth one caller Pro Bowl? gets to do it. Yeah. Ninth caller gets to do it. Got to make at least one Pro Bowl in your career. I can... And then we'll bring you on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, speaking of previewing teams, we got two teams we're previewing for our 2022 ongoing season preview. We got one great team and one terrible team. Let's just get the terrible one out of the way. The Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we'll do the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, God. Uh, I think they're going to go 2-15 and 15 this year. <laughs> it is dog shit. I think they're going to get the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. They lost out on Deshaun Watson, and that pissed off Matt Ryan enough that he requested a trade. I never heard he requested a trade, but apparently he did. I think I kind of remember that. Yeah, so he wanted out after that. Um, I think they held on to Matt Ryan and Julio Jones one year too long, mm-hmm. looking at it. I saw this. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are probably the two best players in the franchise history, and they got a second and a third round pick for them. Oh. That's tough. That's really bad. That's tough. Um, they also took on Matt Ryan's forty point five million dead cap, which is seven million more than any other dead cap oh, in history. Ouch. The the GM literally said, "We're just taking this year on the chin." We're taking an L. Yeah. Do not go to a Falcons <laughs> game this year. If we have any Falcons fans, do not go or go because the tickets will be so cheap. 
Yeah. But don't go to like a Falcons Panthers game. Their stadium is fantastic. Yeah, you went. Mm-hmm. A fantastic stadium, but they played like shit against the P- Patriots that Thursday night game. That was in that like Mac Jones hot streak. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots defense just shut them down. So I think it's going to be a lot of those type of games. Oh, this yeah. Year for they, the will, they will not be on primetime except for their one mandatory Thursday night game. And like Mariota is your starting quarterback. It's like I think Mariota is decent, but he's just going to hold on to the job until they want to see what Desmond Ritter can do. Yeah. And like Mariota is a great, great backup quarterback. Just not a good start. Not a 17 week starting quarterback. He's no, really not. Yeah. Their best wide receiver is a rookie. Their best running back is Corderell Patterson. <laughs> Not bad, but not ideal. Yeah. Uh, do you think Calvin Ridley ever plays for them again, or do you think they trade him this year, or just cut him? Yeah, you can. If you trade him right now, it's gonna be low because he only played a one one season, like four games for them. Yeah, and then he had like a mental health break. Yep, and then suspended, suspended all this year. Yeah, you. I think you gotta get rid of him. Yeah. I also think they probably have the worst offensive line in the league. Yeah, just a bunch of nobodies. And it's going to be the first rebuild ever done around a tight end, basically. I think Kyle <laughs> Pitts is the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even like spectacular last year. He showed flashes for sure. But good he also, Yeah, he also had no, good, no good situation to help him out. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense looks even worse than the offense. Last year, they had 18 sacks total. Yeah. Which I, was 11 fewer than any other team. Well, TJ Watt got like 22 sacks last yep. year. And... And they had no player who had more than two sacks from the team last year is on the team this year. <laughs> oh god! So they got worse. So no pressure. And their best linebacker, Deion Jones, looks like he's already going to miss the rest of the offseason. Probably good time into the season. I doubt he even plays. Mm-hmm. So their they, defense is going to be terrible. As well, well. They got they got AJ Terrell, who's good, and then they have Grady Jarrett, who's pretty good too. But that's about it. Yeah, that's all you got look, to look forward to. I see why Tom Brady came back. <laughs> when, I, yeah. when I look at the Falcons and I look at the Panthers, yeah, you're like, hmm. I get it. And then the Saints are kind of question marks everywhere. Yeah, they're talented, but a lot of question marks. Mm, yeah. So I don't know. Do you see the Falcons doing any better than two and 15? They're a top it. three pick, right? Next I can't year. see them winning more than four games. No. Unless Ritter turns out to be a stud. Right now, the over under is four and a half, and it's a very tempting under. That is tempting. It's, I would probably which take is the under. A, Which is crazy to say. <laughs> yeah. Four games is probably their peak, which yeah. sucks. It does suck. It's going to be a rough few years for the Falcons fans. I think this rebuild was overdue, and it's this is what happens when you hold on to a core for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's catching up with them, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to be shitting on the Falcons a little later in this program, but first let's do the Bengals. Uh, I Bengals. I when I did my original season predictions, I have them going nine and eight, but I'm getting like hotter and hotter on the Bengals lately. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I think they might be here to stay. Yeah, the thing is, is how do they, like, they were the underdogs in the playoffs all of last yes. year. And how do, now they will have a target on their back, so how will they recover from yeah, that? Yeah, and they have, I think they're tied for the most primetime games this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be favored in a lot of games. They're just a lot of big games, like, not even some primetime games, but just, like, a lot of, like, late afternoon games. Like, they go to Dallas yep. for early afternoon game. So, um, their start of the schedule is not bad. When I did it, I had them going a lot worse, but I went through again yesterday. I think... It's realistic they could start the season 7-0. and I don't think they will, but their first few games are not very hard. Right, so, so kind of like a 5-2 and two start yeah, in that area. Something like that. Um, it all depends. Obviously, the Super Bowl hangover is probably a thing. Mm-hmm. But And like you said, I don't know who they're sneaking up on this year. Right. They had that advantage last year for sure. Yeah, and now everyone's like, all right, this is how you stop Burrow. Just blitz the fuck out of them. If yeah, exactly. sucks. Exactly. It really, we're really going to have to see if that offensive line got better this yeah. year. Uh, do you think Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback, or is that a bit much to say? He's top. I think we agree he's top ten now. Oh yeah, top ten. I think he would be top five if he had a better O line. I think yeah. I think he's got top five, top three potential. Yeah. I think probably within the next two years he'll be in that situation. And I think Jamar Chase is a top five wide receiver right now too. Better than Justin Jefferson, or you think Jefferson's better? <sighs> Unbiased opinion. Of course. I would. I'd probably Jamar gets the edge. Yeah. Because Jamar could just break a play anytime. Hell Je- yeah. Jefferson's like he'll nickel and dime you yeah. throughout the entire game. Definitely. Yeah. Um, they had no drama in the offseason, which is big. Like that's an underrated thing, kind of. Well, we'll still, still got training camp here. That's true. Let's, Some shit could happen. Yeah. Remember this time last year, everyone was just talking about how Jamar Chase can't catch. 
We did yep. it on like our first practice podcast, or like he can't catch. He's probably a bust. <laughs> yeah, bomb certified. God, bomb. yeah, we're we're terrible. But then you got to remember, Jamar Chase didn't play his last year of college football. He pretty much sat out an entire year. Yeah. So he's just like you know getting the cobwebs off. Yeah. Yeah. Catching a new type of football, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Um, they solidified the offensive line and free agency. That's kind of the only thing they did. They didn't really mess with the main lineup, which I didn't think they really needed to. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. I think that's the biggest question mark for the Bengals is their offensive line. Oh, yeah. And and also, some of it is on Burrow. He held, holds onto the ball longer than any other quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always looking for a big play. Yeah, it's like the Roethlisberger mentality. Yeah, so he could probably help out his offensive line a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if Mixon has a good year, too, you know, the, that thing can happen, too. And, like, last year they started off really, really slow. They yeah, were pretty average. They they were the probably the hardest team to put a finger on those first few weeks because mm-hmm. they would win a game they had no business winning and lose a game they had no business losing. Right like back like they lost to the Jets randomly mid season, mm-hmm. and then the Vikings almost beat them week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just they almost lost to the Jaguars Thursday night. Yeah, early in the season. Yeah, when Urban had his mind on other things too. <laughs> um, a big question is too if they'll be able to stay as healthy as last year because it's very hard to repeat that. Because I don't think they had anyone injured last year. Right. And like I can ex- I, I don't want to say it, but I could see like one of their bigger players getting hurt this year and kind of like derailing the season. Like I know like you hate to say it's due, right. but when you have everyone healthy, that doesn't happen. And usually when it does no. happen, you make a deep playoff run just because if that's that's how good NFL rosters are. Like if everyone stays healthy, mm-hmm. you're usually it's a game of it's a war of attrition type situation. Right. Injury luck is huge. Like, and then the Ravens saw the opposite of that last year. Exactly. So you, you, theoretically, you'd think that the Ravens would be much more healthy, which will make the division tougher too. Yeah, I think we both took the Ravens or the Steelers to win the AFC North. But the more I'm thinking about it, I think the Bengals have the fewest question marks in the AFC North. Yeah, it's more consistent. Yeah. So, but Super Bowl hangovers always happen too. Especially to the losing team. Yes, exactly. So, I don't know why that is. I, I think it's the target on their back. I think it's really that effect. Yeah. That teams will game plan more for better teams. I mean, that's just the fact. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, obviously, you spend more time on them. You figure out a game plan. Kind of goes back to uh, tw- what we talked about last week with the 2018 Rams. The Bears yeah. figured them out, and then Belichick you know, took that and then went for it. Yeah, your players are going to spend a little bit extra longer bit time in the weight room in the film room stuff like that mm-hmm. i still am not sold on zach taylor as a coach same. i know he just got a huge contract extension yeah same. i think that was a bit premature yeah and he's more of an offense coach and what really helped him last year was their defense yeah they're, they're, they're Shut down the homes in the second half played that, perfectly in the playoffs like that second half against the chiefs they played was Tannehill got knocked around a ton mm-hmm. yeah. the raiders they kind of had that questionable call that beat the raiders yeah, but, but I, th- I, yeah, think it I think it would be regardless. I think so, too. Yeah. It was in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um. So I like them. I'd have to revisit like the actual record because I think a 9-8 is a little too low. But they also had some tough games in the back half, mm-hmm. I remember. so They're battle-tested, but we'll see. Yeah, I think this is a big year for them because eventually you're going to start paying a lot of these players. Burrow is due to get paid after this year, I think. Is it already? It'll probably be two more years, but I'm sure they want to get that done as soon as they might try and get it done this training camp. Yeah, fuck. Has because they are they are in that window right now that everyone talks about where the rookie like, contract. Exactly. And then you got Pajamar and Burrow. Exit. Yeah. <laughs> like they're kind of in that go for it now mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. So they're going to be uh, getting the pocketbook out. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Big day in Cincinnati. Pay for an indoor stadium, indoor practice facility, too, while you're at it. No, I think, I think it helps them. You think? You think it gives them an edge? Yeah, because like when you get those cold weather games, I think that's a big edge. That you just practice outside all the time? I think that is a thing. Well, you could go outside and practice like every now and then. <laughs> like it's nice to have, it's got to be nice to have the option when it's pouring rain to practice inside. God, you're such a softie. I am, 100%. You want everything indoors. Yes, I'm an indoor cat, you a want, thousand percent. You want the office here just to be indoors all the way to your house. I would love a tunnel. Just a tunnel. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> and put a turf my, on it. The, yeah, the walk to my car is brutal enough already. <laughs> I just need like a 15 foot tunnel with turf in it. That would be, I mean, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I think we as society need to take more from ants and moles. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. More tunnels, less above ground outside. Yep. All right, to wrap it up, we got two matchups in the woulda, coulda, shoulda bowl. We, for those who weren't with us last week, woulda, coulda, shoulda bowl, we put the last eight Super Bowl losers in a bracket. And we're going to try and figure out which team was actually deserving of a championship because the fan bases always say, 
oh, we're the best team that didn't win a championship. We would have won. We could have won. Could have won. Should have won. Should have won. The Bengals actually did a good amount of that this last year. Yeah, they would say that that pass interference at the end of the game in the Super Bowl. Stuff like that. Even though Jalen Ramsey got his face mask ripped to the side on one of the touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I was like to open the third quarter. Yep, it was. Mm -hmm. All right. So we got two matchups today. First one, we've got the 2016 Atlanta Falcons versus the 2020 Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. Big offensive game. Huge. Very opposite of our last week's Niners Seahawks one. Yeah, this would be a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. So the Atlanta Falcons were 11 and 5 that year, which kind of surprised me. I thought they were like the one seed that cruised through. Yeah. But they, I think, were like the three or four seed. Uh, they had the first ranked offense and the 27th ranked defense. And Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan were a match made in heaven that year. Yeah, in the playoffs, they just turned it on. The playoffs, they outscored opponents 108 to 75. <sighs> Wow. They cruised through that playoffs. They, I think, they beat the Packers like forty-four to twenty-one. Yeah, they murdered the Packers, and then they beat the Eagles pretty handily as well. And you got like prime Julio, prime Matt Ryan. Yeah, everything was just clicking. That offensive system fit them perfectly. Shanahan's run first, deep passes, like find open lanes. Yep, and then they had uh, Freeman and Coleman. Yes, as a running, I forgot about that. Yeah, the defense was nothing spectacular, but the offense was just so good. The Matt Ryan was, won MVP. The defense was very young at that point. Too. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the same guys on that roster are on the roster today on the Falcons. They've held on to that tw- that core, mm-hmm. and obviously everyone's going to make the twenty eight to three jokes. Personally, I think that was more of a testament to poor defense. The defense could not get off the field in that third and fourth quarter. Yeah, and like they they had, remember they had that pick six. In the second quarter against Brady. Yep, and they did that's that. All they did. Yeah, they did that, and then yeah, they just couldn't get off the field. I think time of possession, the Patriots like nearly doubled what the Falcons had that second half. <laughs> and the only like real blame I put on the Falcons in that whole game is that second and ten when they were in field goal range, yeah, they could just sacked. ran it and they got sacked. Like, and then there was a holding the next play that made it third and thirty. Yeah, like those two plays were really crucial. Yeah, those were the biggest plays because. The Falcons, they went for it when they got the ball back and it was a seven-point game. Like, they threw it, I think, two out of the three plays. And they got the first down, but then just, yeah, those, that second and third down play. But I, them. I, I don't hate to be aggressive in that point of the game. No, and I, we were like, run the fucking ball, run the fucking ball. But, like, well, you can just end it right here. If you but then, yeah, and then when the Patriots come back and win, you're like, why aren't you more aggressive? Well, then, yeah, you have MVP Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Like, yeah. of course you're going to. Give it to your best players. And Julio made a great catch to get a first down. I think that would be remembered as like the best catch in Super Bowl history had they won that game. Yeah, forgotten catch for sure. Yeah, I watched a Shanahan interview yesterday to prep for this, and he said he doesn't regret a thing except for passing it on that second down. Mm -hmm. He said that time he should have run it. Because also, the Patriots were blitzing a ton in that second half, just trying to get the ball back. So you're not going to just run into a blitz. You're not going to play scared, especially when there's Tom Brady on the other side. Right. Yeah. You got to be aggressive. Yeah. I stand. I think it's more of a testament to the pay to like a Josh McDaniels game plan and just like the perfect executed offense than it is the Falcons fucking up. And then the but G- it's more funny to make fun of the Falcons. Of course. Yeah. It's a huge meme. It's the meme to end all memes. Yeah. They're never that social media manager is never going to be able to post anything without seeing 28 to three. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure he snaps. And then, uh, <laughs> The Chiefs had the sixth-ranked offense, 10th-ranked defense. They cruised through the regular season, the 2020. They only lost They lost to the Raiders. It was like 44-33 to 33 or something, like a huge shootout game. And then the Chargers at the end of the season when they had it all wrapped up. Yeah, they were um, stacked. Yeah, the biggest detriment to them was when they lost their left tackle during the AFC Championship in garbage time. I think it was Eric Fisher. Yep, and then they had Mike fucking Remmers play. Yep, and he... Vikings legend, Mike Remmers. And he got fucking cooked. Yeah, and I... I remember I was watching that game with my brother. We're like, oh, fuck, Remmers is in. They're yeah. screwed. That is the reason they lost that Super Bowl to the Bucs. Yeah, because Remmers is a god-awful. They, they came out flat for sure, and the receivers dropped a ton of balls. Right. And Mahomes was just trying to play hero ball, which he had to. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> that Super Bowl just felt so uneventful. That was one of the more uneventful Super Bowls in a while. I bet the farm on the Bucks that day. Too. I did, too. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest bet I've placed in my life was on the Bucks. Yeah, because their pass rush was just amazing. And... Obviously shut down and Winfield played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bucks defense turned on. They were in Tampa Bay. They're home at game. home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so Falcons versus Chiefs. Who would you take? Falcons versus Chiefs. I think I would take the Chiefs. Okay. Yes. I think I'd go Falcons. Okay. I don't know why, because that Chiefs team is better by all regards, but I think that Falcons team was special, and I think they got robbed their 
due diligence and robbed their place in history. And our rule is right. So Mike Remmers is playing, correct? Yes. Okay. But the Falcons defense didn't really have a great pass rush. Yeah. But it still is a factor. Hmm. Yeah, and the Chiefs had a good pass rush too, so maybe. Uh, It'd be a high-scoring game for sure. Bet the over. Yeah. I think I lean Chiefs just because that Falcons defense is just not quite there yet. They made big plays, mm-hmm. but it's hard to rely on that. And they also could not have started hotter in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like I think they scored their first three or four possessions. Right, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I think I lean Chiefs still. Okay. I think I would lean Falcons just because I really I'm a big Matt Ryan guy. And I think he I think that team was better than losing that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But that Chiefs team was really good too. It would right. be it'd be a toss up. I think it would come down to a few plays. Also, I like how we're not talking about Dan Quinn at all. No, not really a factor <laughs> in my opinion. That was like Shanahan's team. Oh yeah. One thousand percent. Then he took off on a jet the next day for San Francisco. <laughs> As he should have. Oh yeah. That worked out for him. He didn't have to answer like any questions, like any press conferences or anything. Yeah, he's got his like luggage up on the press conference, like ready to leave. Oh yeah. yeah. He was ready to dip. <laughs> and then the last matchup, we've got the twenty twenty one Cincinnati Bengals versus the twenty fifteen Carolina Panthers. Hmm. Twenty twenty one Bengals, ten and seven. Panthers fifteen and one. I forgot they were fifteen and one that year. Yep. The Bengals had the seventh ranked offense, seventeenth ranked defense. They won close games that whole year. Um, we kind of know what the Bengals are. We kind of just talked about them. The Panthers had the first ranked offense and the sixth ranked defense in the playoffs. They outscored opponents ninety to fifty nine. That NFC Championship against the Cardinals, they won forty nine to fifteen. That was a blowout. <laughs> that was ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, their only loss came in Atlanta. It was like a 13 to 20 game. Mm-hmm. Very just basic. And I think they were the better team than the Broncos that year. Yeah. Well, the Broncos had a historically great defense. They did. And they played the perfect pl- game plan. They had no turnovers. They just played perfectly. They kept the ball away from Cam Newton. Yeah. That was another uneventful Super Bowl. Yeah, it was pretty boring. And then like Peyton couldn't throw anymore. Yeah, but so, they they game planned around him perfectly. They just like made him hand it off and then just throw like screens. Right. Yeah. Because I remember like Peyton's like, oh, yeah, he's throwing ducks. It was ugly. That <laughs> yeah. those last few weeks of Peyton Manning were probably the saddest thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's when I first actually understood like what death was. Like, I think I like <laughs> learned a lot about like mortality and right. stuff like that. Yeah, because like, like Peyton was the man back in the day. Yeah, he made every throw, and then just like watching it, you're like, are we all like? it's what I'm sure it feels like watching your parents get older (laughs) and like having your parent like mess up mentally or like fall or something like that. Oh no, it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Like, are we not going to address this? Like everyone is just (laughs) watching this and like the people on the, like the TV analysts were like, Oh, Peyton Manning, like put up a brave performance today. It's like, guys, we need to do something about this. (laughs) He's going to get hurt. Yeah. Like it looks bad out there, Mm -hmm. but, uh, they did win that game. And then that was the year. Like, Peyton was hurt for a game or two, and, like, Brock Osweiler came in. He came in and finished the season. Right, and he beat, like, the Patriots on, like, a Sunday night game. Yep, yeah, he he went all the way up until the last regular season game, and then they put Peyton in because I think they kind of knew, like, this is his last run. Let's give him the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he got, like, a standing ovation when he came in. <laughs> standing O. And he, like, won them the game. Because I think Osweiler did get hurt, but... I'm sure Osweiler had to be in a weird situation that year. I'm sure that was weird for him. He cashed out, though. He went to the Texans. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But I'm sure just, like, knowing you're the better quarterback on the team, but, like, everyone's, like, rooting for the old guy. To be fair, I think if Osweiler plays in the Super Bowl, they don't win. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I I mean, you have to go with Peyton. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) You have to. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) If you have Peyton Manning on the roster, you play Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, Osweiler... Could you could you imagine if they benched, benched him for Osweiler in the Super do Bowl? Do you do you ever is there a point where a like legendary quarterback can play so bad in a Super Bowl that you bench him? No. No. In, a, no, 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 in no. the Super Bowl, yeah, I Never. think there's no way. There's no chance. It's going to be funny if it happened. I think it needs I think I'm surprised Belichick didn't try it at some point with Tom. <laughs> throw Garoppolo in? Yeah. I'm honestly shocked he didn't, but yeah, you, there's I don't think there's any. You could throw eight picks and he's still got to ride with a legendary guy. Imagine if Brady got benched in the Super Bowl, how pissed he would be. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't. I don't think he would have gone off the field. Because then what do you do? Do you have to physically remove him? Like if you want to bench him? Because at some point. Oh, yeah. He would stay on. Yeah. At At some point, Belichick would literally have to go out there and like fist fight and like try and drag him off the field <laughs> and that would be worth more money than any super bowl commercial ever <laughs> brady we're gonna bench you we're down to 28 to 3 
it, he's just like, no, you're not. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm the coach. I say so. There's no, yeah, you can't do that. If you have like a, a, a potential, even if it's like two Pro Bowl quarterback, I don't think you. Yeah, bench and him. in the Super Bowl too. No, there's just no like way. anything can happen. What is where is the line of who you can bench in the Super Bowl? Is it Kirk Cousins? <laughs> no, I don't even think Kirk Cousins. Yeah, because the contract so. thing too. Yeah, maybe maybe Tannehill. Tannehill's the line of who you can <laughs> maybe. bench in the That's Super Bowl. That's a big maybe. Yeah, I agree. It all depends on who your backup exactly. is too. Yeah, but someone's got to try it. Like even the Niners didn't do it with Joe Montana back in the day. Yeah, well, I don't think we've Young. ever seen a quarterback get benched in the Super Bowl. I think when you make it that far, you're just rolling the dice on what you have. Yeah, I can't remember, but it's just garbage time when they replace him. But yeah, I yeah I can't remember an instance. You have to go with the guy. I mean, the Seahawks benched Russell Wilson for Tavares Jackson, but yeah, they were up but, by 40 yeah. points. Yeah, it's, it's not quite the same. Yeah, uh, for this Panthers Bengals matchup, are we both going Panthers? I think. Think about that <sighs> pass rush versus this Bengals O line. That right. Panthers defense was insane. Right. And that Panthers defense is arguably better than the Rams defense this year mm-hmm. or this past year. I would agree. All around. Luke Keekley was, I mean, he is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And then that was uh, fucking Josh Norman's big year. It was. He would do a good number on uh, Jamar Chase, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Keekley would be all over the field. Thomas Davis is also a very good player on that team. Yep. I forget their line. I think they had Jared Allen actually on that team. They did. Uh, I think they might have had Greg Hardy too. Yeah. Greg Hardy had a good year too. Yeah. So I think they would do pretty well against that Bengals O line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all depends on, I guess, Cam Newton. I don't remember who their receivers were. Really they had a bunch year. of nobodies. Yeah. It was kind of all Cam Newton. Yep. And then they had, uh, fuck, who was their running back? I know who you're talking about. I'd have to look him up. Is it no Sean? No, and he was on the Broncos. I forget who the running back was. I, I'm looking him up right now. Um, it wasn't D'Angelo Williams. It was definitely in John name. Stewart. John Stewart, yep. Yeah, okay. And Fozzie Whitaker and Mike Tolbert. Tolbert's underrated. I like Tolbert a lot. Good goal linebacker. Yeah. But they were, they were a pretty old school team. They ran like weird read options and stuff like that, but it just worked because Cam Newton was just unstoppable. On fire that year. Yeah. So I think the Panthers would win this one by a score or two. I think a one touchdown they win it. Yeah, because the Bengals do have a knack for hanging in there with teams. Yeah. But I just think talent-wise, there's such a difference between this Panthers team and this Bengals team. Right. I think, eventually would, yeah, I think eventually it would catch up with them. So we'll throw these two matchups throughout next week on our Instagram Go and Vote. Today we are throwing up. It is uh, Rams-Patriots from last week. That's going up today, so check that one out and vote. Um, Jared, you got anything else to add before we wrap this one up? Um, Yeah, the UCLA... USC thing is interesting. Fuck, we should have talked about that. Yeah, we, we let's talk about it now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whoa, what, what's that about? What's happening? I don't get it. Did, Colin Coward likes did, it. Did Coward? I was gonna say, did Coward have pull in it? He was like, when it happened, he was like in an airport doing a TikToks. Like, yeah, his, his, it was. <laughs> I I follow his family way too much. I follow like all of his family on Instagram. They were in Turks and Caicos last week, and much deserved vacation. Yeah, and he they flew back, and <laughs> he was like in, in the airport by himself making a TikTok about <laughs> he's it. Like in line, like yeah. He's like, I love this thing that's happening to the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. he told it like he told the rest of the Big, and he did another one the next day when he made it home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he told the rest of the Big Ten, beware. He's like, you think you you think USC is going to be scared to go into. Purdue to go into <laughs> Northwestern he's in November. Really, he's not really wrong. I no, I agree because like I think everyone is like making a big deal about the cold or whatever. First of all, it's not happening for two more years. Correct. Second of all, like USC is going to be really good by then because yeah. of the Lincoln Riley effect and all that. Obviously, like the few the one time a decade they have to go to like Michigan or Ohio State because like it's going to switch off every other year or so yeah so they're not going to go into like all these games that all these cold stadiums that often you'll have like one or two really cold games a year so they'll probably be in the big 10 west yeah i think okay. so so they played the gophers they will okay that'll be kind of neat that will be cool yeah i'm excited for it but the but at first like in the early games you beat up on just like the shitty teams first yeah and then the hard schedule comes after so there's a chance they'll go into a lot of these games like with shit wrapped up mm-hmm. for the most part yeah, and they still play like Notre Dame every year, so like you could argue that's a cold game. It's always later in the season. Absolutely. So I mean, it's not that. Big and player, of a players will adjust for sure. Right. These are pro athletes. Yeah, spe- right. like at this nah. level, they. I mean, NIL. They. Are yeah, they now. are. Yeah, they yeah, are yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Correct. So I, I know, I know a lot of college football traditionalists don't like it. Of course, they don't. They and don't like anything. It is kind of a slippery slope to like there will be like no conferences. Eventually, like, yeah, it'll just be like the big 10 and the sec was probably what we're kind of heading for. Yeah. 
and I'm not really attached to any like conference or team, so I think it's I kinda, never really think about it. I, I I like it, but I understand why people don't love it. Yeah, because you want your team, your like small team, to have a chance, like, or you just have like like your own little championship. Like the Big Ten championship is like the absolute peak, right? Of yeah. things. Yeah, and I, I understand that it would be like fucking I don't know the Giants coming to the NFC North. I would yeah, be, I would be kind of turned off by that. It would just feel weird. Feel a weird, bit. and I think I think college football is a very traditional sport yes and when you mess with that people get pissed off because it's not what they're used to Mm -hmm. so i do understand that but i think it's overall it's kind of cool yeah i think it'll be interesting to see it'll be nice to get like some new matchups and Mm -hmm. i think other teams are going to follow suit apparently or i don't know if this is a rumor or not but oregon and uh notre dame are like applying to do the same thing yeah i think notre dame should go to acc i think it'd be smart yeah i think that fits them better and i i just think yeah with all this money going around you want to be where the money is no one gives a fuck about the pac-12 anymore no that's just the fact of the matter these teams want to play on big tv games and right now if you want to do that it's either the sec or the big 10 mm-hmm. like no other conference really has that pull that right. these two do and the pac-12 is just kind of awkward because all their games start like at like two the earliest not, yeah and not this past and then but... some of them end at like 1 a.m right like so the hawaii games right so they're not like getting that great exposure yeah, and how are you going to expect these programs to grow when they're not on TV? And just think, like, all the great college football teams, like, the past 10 years, it's been, like, Clemson, East Coast. Alabama, Ohio State. Ohio State, Alabama, you know, Central Time Zone. So I think that's, yeah, I think Pac-12 has kind of did it to themselves, but they're also kind of a victim of the circumstance, too. They just, yeah, they also just don't care about college football. Mm-hmm. Like, pe- go ask people in, like, California or stuff like that. Like, they don't watch college football. Compared to the SEC. Or the Big Ten, even. Yeah, Big Ten, yeah. Like, they want to go where people care. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, like, the Big Ten and the SEC. I think those are the two conferences that care the most right now. Right, and the great players from the West Coast have no problem, like, going to the Big Ten or SEC either. Like, yeah. They, they want, obviously, that exposure. Yeah, they want the exposure. They want the challenge. And I think the NIL will help USC, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> UCLA a little bit, too. But you, you, this feels mainly like a USC move. Yeah. USC feels like the talk of the town right now. Mm-hmm. So that'll so, be interesting. Yeah, I am excited to see it. It'll be a few years, but uh, college football is not super far away. I think about a month. Month and a half we're away. Half. I think the first game is like August 27th. Yeah, we're getting, cl- we're getting closer. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to that point. Uh, I got nothing else, so we'll just wrap it up here. Uh, Kevin Durant watches officially on, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't sleep because... If you remember, the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard news came out at 3 a.m. during the oh, summer yeah. league. Yeah. So it, it's coming whenever. I'm, yep. I, I can feel it. I just don't know when. So <laughs> Feeling my bones. I can. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.